0: Welcome to season three of the Culture of Kindness podcast. My name is Nahala Summers, and this really is the most unusual season because I'm currently attempting to make a world record by cycling 5,000 miles on an elliptical bike, going through every city in the UK, Ireland and Scotland, whilst also spelling the word kindness across England through my route. I'll be asking people to show support by simply doing an act of kindness for a stranger. The aim of which is to raise 1 million acts of kindness and hold a serious conversation on the meaning of kindness on our society as a whole. You can find out more by popping to my social movement, www.sunshinepeople.org.uk. So in this season, we hear from some brilliant sponsors of the challenge and also from people I have met along the way on my four months who share how kindness has made an impact to their lives. Short, bite-sized, five-minute stories to inspire more kindness. I hope you enjoy.
1: So this act of kindness that... um profoundly affected me and profoundly touched me as well was about almost 30 years ago actually and I was traveling, uh, living, trying to find my way uh, in France and in this place in the the French Alps and um, I had no money (laughs) at all. (laughs) Literally I used to knock on um, doors of hotels something like that, like, literally. <laughs> Give me some work, please. <laughs> Pot washing, anything. Um, and <clears throat> so, yeah, I didn't have uh, two apenists to rub together. And mm. it was around mm, November time as well, so just approaching ski season, and things like that. And I'd had this old banger that I'd tried to driven down and patch up all the way from home it was the cheapest thing i could buy but i could if i was stuck i could also sleep in it which i which i did and i couldn't afford hotels and well just basic accommodation um and i can remember again it just wouldn't start um and it was in a car park it was in like a, one of these town car parks and it was a, it was a sunday so i think that was that was because it, it was free and it just wouldn't start, and it's freezing, and it's about, I don't know, it's certainly freezing temperatures, and then you almost started to get the, the, the this like icy sleet, almost snow dribbled, mix between that kind of temperature, and it just wouldn't start again, and I carried on doing it, carried on doing it, and there's, there's quite a few people, I guess, around in this town, which makes it even more for me because it's less personable because there's more people and not like a small village where people might know each other so well and um i just couldn't start this this the, the the van and just out of nowhere amongst all these people somebody just walked over this 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 guy must have been about 25 to 30 something like that and he spoke in french didn't speak much english and we just managed to get by and he just said I can't start it, you know, and this kind of thing. <laughs> and pointed at it. And he went off somewhere. I don't know, he'd gone for ten, fifteen minutes. Didn't know really what was happening, to be honest. He came back and he had some jump leads. And then he he um got um his car from somewhere, which wasn't close to me, <clears throat> to come back with his car and a set of jump leads. And it was freezing. It was Baltic, and he'd put his jump these jump leads on, and the car wouldn't start at first. And he's tinkering around, and he was moving around, and eventually, I don't know, it took us about thirty minutes, and after a bit of fiddling around, and the uh, he just started the van, and I just he just kept on running, and um, I just was looking in my pockets for some money for some 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 gift or something, and he was like adamant he wouldn't take it. He was just smiling at me. We didn't really; they weren't able to converse because the the my French wasn't so great at that stage, and um, and he just gave me like this really warm, knowing smile, as in to say, "I know what it's like," and. I think what really struck me that he didn't have to do that and it really was a it really was hassle for him. <laughs> it was an hour out of his day <laughs> that he didn't want. But he made, he spotted me, kind of made a beeline and recognised I was stuck and frustrated and trying to sort something out that I couldn't do at the time. And I suppose I've got hundreds and hundreds of, of uh, things I can think of, but for some reason that kept on coming out to me before I made this recording. Um... Just the fact that they had that level of compassion and care, didn't didn't worry about his own personal circumstances, didn't care about the um, the weather, the fact that he couldn't communicate to me, didn't know me, you know, I'm a big big lad, I could be anybody, you know? <laughs> didn't know, I probably looked really rough at the time, <laughs> shattered and tired from travelling, and um, but either way, just a stranger, basically, and a stranger in all those terms, and he just yeah really just very kind. Um, and I can remember just always thinking, I, I want to be like that. I really want to be that type of person. And, um, yeah, so that just kept on striking me from, you know, over 30 years ago now. It might seem something very simple, but um had a real heart of kindness to it. And it really yeah, affected me still even to today. So there you go. Thank you.